Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Explorers, welcome back to the Starfield Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots. I'm here with my co-pilot. We're both co-pilots of the Starship Lorecast, or whatever we're planning to call this thing. I've just been throwing out ideas, Dave. But welcome back to the show, Dave. I'm it's excited. to be here. We should pull names of what this Starship should be called. That's a good idea. Um, I think we need, like, Big X, Little X, Big X, Lorecast, Big X, Little X, Big X. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce that, but uh, welcome back to the show, uh, Dave. I'm excited to be here with you again. And we have a guest today because we're still continuing our month of not spoiling content, even though this is a lore cast. We want to give people plenty of time to delve into the game and actually explore some stuff before we get into the deep lore. And in order to do that, we have some guests joining us. Uh, this week, we have Blink Blink Games. She is a Twitch streamer and somebody who is into other types of games. Games that have similarities with Starfield, games where you survive, you collect things, you go to space like No Man's Sky. Um, Blink, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. Yeah, um, as uh, as Robot said, uh, I'm uh, a streamer on Twitch. You can also find me on like pretty much every other platform as Blink Blink Games. And uh, I'm technically a variety streamer, though I like to call myself a, a try-hard variety streamer. Because even though I play a bunch of games, I try and delve deep into whatever game I'm playing and like play it for real and uh, yeah, go deep and nerdy. Deep and nerdy, yeah. yeah. Oh, that sounds mm, that's <laughs> that sounds like a, a song. Like um, anyway, uh, <laughs> welcome to the show. I'm I'm excited to get into your experience with, with Starfield. We're going to be covering some of the things that you've enjoyed about the game, some of the things that you think could be improved upon, because every new game release always has some jank to it. And even though Starfield is the least buggy Bethesda mainline game release ever, it doesn't mean it's perfect. Uh, but then also, I, I just want to hear some of your stories and maybe some of your tips for people diving in for the first time. But here, why don't we kick this off with uh, what what have you been particularly enjoying about Starfield so far? So I've been kind of just taking it as it comes. Um, I haven't been um, I haven't been speed running in or anything because like the world is so rich. Right. Uh, and especially like the environments. Um, that's one of the things that's really, um, really caught my eye is like going to a new city or a new planet um and just sort of it, like i don't know immersing myself in that world slash culture slash city um and like looking at all the details um that go into the world building that this game has created and i think that's one of its strengths um is that it it really does have an addition uh, an attention to those visual details 
I mean, faces aside, because, well, we all know about Bethesda faces, but sure. the environments, <laughs> I think, have a really great attention to visual detail there um, from just like, you know, even inside your first noob ship where like there's your bed and it's got like little little stickers or like post-it notes and pictures like by your bed that sort of gives a little bit of a peek into maybe your your backstory or history or like what this character or what the, the owner of this ship is, you know, down to, you know, you go to like neon or something and you, you see the like the sort of futuristic cyberpunky kind of thing, but also like a little bit of the dirt and grime and you get a feel for like what that city is like. So yeah. that's one thing that I've really, really been enjoying um, is just is traveling to these different locations and sort of taking it all in and sort of and taking it as it comes to uh to build that cohesive world building sense of place like uh, yeah. bethesda games <laughs> have always done and always prior prioritized a uh a sense of place and you can you can see it in like people complain all the time about why don't they let go of that old engine why do they keep updating the old engine why don't they just use you know, uh, unreal or whatever. And the reason is because their engine does things that the other engines don't. And I've talked with some of the developers. They do things like every item in the world exists in a specific location. And you you see it in playing through the game. There's so much junk you can pick up everywhere in every mm -hmm, main yeah. Bethesda game. And items and characters, they still exist on the other side of the galaxy. They're just updating at a slower tick rate. Mm -hmm. So other engines don't do that, but what that allows them to do is, like you were explaining, to walk into your starship and just see stuff all over the place. Or walk into Dave's starship and just yeah. have a, um, you know, a mess of things all over the floor because... Are you one of those pilers? Do you, do you pile yeah. things? Yeah, <laughs> I've described it. I've described it as like you eat a really big meal and I'm trying to think of a good uh, at the Golden Corral. You eat a gigantic <laughs> meal and you just like have a belt on and you just like come home and you take off the belt. And it's like me with all of my items. They just like spill out onto the floor. It's just a, a mess of just like here's a million you're, grindles. You're like that one friend we all have who uses their like passenger side footwell as like the collect all trash can right That's... yeah this is my guest room <laughs> don't go in there it's full of stuff don't, don't even i don't have very many guests i just use it as a place yeah yeah <laughs> we're, we're gonna have to do i've got just an idea now dave because of this that we need to start up a sideshow called starfield hoarders Mm -hmm. I, I feel like this is a grand club. I feel like that the, yeah. there's there's dozens of us. I don't think yeah. I don't think you're alone. In fact, I think there's no. probably oh, no. way more than dozens. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think lots of people have figured out this this uh, life hack of just dropping all of your stuff because it's persistent. Yeah. It doesn't despawn. Yeah. Um, and so when you run out of space in your storage, then there's always the floor. <laughs> yeah. A floor is just a table. It's just lower. Just Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, so, uh, so of all the locations you've been to, which ones, which ones like, do you really like the most? Like they all have their, um, I don't know, beauty, even in the dirt and grime of a place like neon, mm -hmm. you know, they're all interesting in their own ways. Yeah. Um, in truth, I haven't been to a lot of places cause I've been sort of pinging. I mean, a lot of the early objectives do sort of ping you back and forth between a couple of the same places. Um, but I, um, yeah, I mean, actually, Neon is is one of my one of my favorites just because like I like that sort of cyberpunky like Tokyo kind of feel um, mm -hmm. with all the all the lights and 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 even with the the grime there, I don't know it it feels cool to me. 
Um, but then I also really like something like New New Atlantis. Like it's the same reason why I like. Um, oh, and I'm gonna get the name wrong. In um, oh, in Star Citizen, there's like a oh, oh the help me with the name. Yeah, there's some there's some locations in Star Citizen. It's I, the it's, it's the one that looks like the the like sort of utopia Star Trek future city right. kind of thing where right. everything's like. It's very clean and so like, with like an and, M. Yeah, it's it's all about the manufacturing company <clears throat> that owns everything. I believe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'll think about it halfway through this podcast, and I'll just yell out the name at non sequitur. So we'll be fine. <laughs> That's how it works with me too. <clears throat> Absolutely. New Babbage. That was it. Oh, there you go. It starts yeah. with an N. New Babbage. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, there's a pun. My chat always calls it New Cabbages. There new, it is. New Cabbages or Babbage's, my, the my, old my uh, video game store. <laughs> which was named after the mathematician. There's some deep lore for you. Some real world shopping lore, I guess, slash math, <laughs> slash video game lore. Um, <laughs> Dave, do you have any questions? I've been doing a lot of talking. I know, I know you're probably yeah. wondering some stuff. Yeah. Um, so as far as you've, you've kind of talked about your location. So what have you been kind of like taking slow? Like what aspects of the game? Is it story? Is it more like, oh, I'm exploring and building? Is it more... Like, I'm just like trying to go and collect up all yeah. these little side missions. Yeah, I've been loosely following the main story, but allowing myself to sort of flesh out with side quests in whatever area I'm in so that I do get a little bit more of a feel for that place and the, again, the, the sort of uh, world behind it, um, rather than just beelining to main objective stuff, which obviously gets you through the game much quicker. Um, but I, I wanted a little bit more of a, like a horizontal play rather than like a down the line kind of play, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Wider, wider rather yeah. than specifically deeper on one thing at a time. Yeah. Exactly. I've been yeah. doing very much of the same thing. I, I, I will typically do a few quests for this group or faction or, or location or whatever, <laughs> and then I'll go off and do something else. And then, oh, this catches my eye and I'm going to go explore that over there. Um, yeah. and I feel like that's where Bethesda games are generally at their best. Like if you just mainline a story it's you quickly get through it and then you know 70 yeah. hours later you're done with that story path and on to something else and you didn't really give it time to percolate if yeah that's the yeah. right word yeah um and a lot of it is written in a way where you don't necessarily have to go back to the next part of the story right away you could go off and do mm -hmm. other things and they'll be like oh i'm glad you came back here's the next thing you need to do right. it kind of works out right yeah not too much is time sensitive in in that regard so yeah yeah so when I've it comes to been oh go ahead i've also been fortunate in that um you know since i do i i am a streamer um and basically all of my starfield play has been on stream so i've also been using the chat to my advantage they're actually my chat is kind of amazing at not backseating which is fantastic but they do like drop kernels of like oh that looks interesting <laughs> Maybe you know you should and go so see what's over there yeah so i've sort of been um interacting with them about like what do you guys think should we should we do this side quest should we do this one um, you know, and so they've, uh, they've also been sort of part of like, it's, it's sort of, you know, we've been playing this game together a bit. So, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Cause yeah. that's a completely different experience that you only have if you stream and, right. you know, and you've got, you've got a wonderful community of people who are, uh, uh, mature makes people sound old. I'm not going to say mature, but I'm going to say like emotionally mature, like people yeah. who are considerate and kind and they say nice things and, you know, they, they yeah. don't backseat game and, and they do a lot of that. So it's a wonderful yeah. uh, stream to be a part of as people are very welcoming and all of that. So, um, yeah. so compared to some of the other games that you've played in space, so Star Citizen, mm -hmm. No Man's Sky, um, obviously Star Citizen has more in common with some of like the flight stuff, but it's, it's really mm -hmm. a simulation. It's not an RPG 
and yeah. uh, No Man's Sky, although there are RPG elements to it, are more it's more kind of in that survival co- mm-hmm. collect explore vein. Mm-hmm. What coming from those, and I know dabbling yeah. in some other Bethesda games a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. How does this feel similar or different? That's a really good question. Yeah, like it's probably a little bit closer to No Man's Sky in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, although the cities feel very much like Star Citizen cities, like in the way that you you walk around them and the way that they're they're built up and that sort of thing. Um, the one. Um, the one comparison that I keep hearing or, or comparison or, or contrast or oftentimes complaint that I hear from people, um, is that a lot of people are like, ah, oh, why can't I just fly my ship? Like I can in star citizen or no man's sky. Um, and I've, I've had many people even come into my chat and be like, oh, I just, it sucks. Like why, like this fast travel stuff is lame or whatever, which I think that the way they've implemented fast travel is brilliant for this game, especially with such a heavy, like, um, objective and mission oriented game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like every time somebody comes in, I was like, you, you got to remember this is, this is not a space sim. It was never intended to be a space sim, right? right? This is an RPG game, right? It's more about the missions and the characters and the story there. Um, and they were never trying to be a space sim there. Yeah. Um, and yeah. once you keep that in mind, I think it helps um, shift that perspective and be like, oh, right. This is this is a different kind of game. Like if you want to go play a space sim, go, you know, I mean, really realistically play something like Star Citizen or like Elite Dangerous or something like that. Right. Those are much, you're going to get a much um, more valued experience if that is the perspective that you're looking for. Right. 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 Yeah. If if developers <laughs> were focusing on hitting, checking all the boxes for all of those things all the time, game development would take 50 years we yeah. would mm-hmm. like or yeah. or star citizen which has gone a decade now and just continues to yeah. be in development forever and I, I mean quite honestly i think developers are already doing too much of that yeah right? uh, and a lot of it is because the uh, it's driven by the player base who want all the things all the time and want to be able to do whatever they want to do whenever they want to do it right right, right. Um, and so we do get a lot of these games that are in that sort of open world go wherever no no order really matters kind of game um which I, you know, on one hand, I, I see why, and I don't mind those kind of games, but I do kind of miss the loss of more, um, more linear, um, like adventure, action adventure games. Like those are the kind of ones that I grew up on Yeah. that I, yeah. I, I sort of miss that style, which we don't really see anymore, um, in favor of game developers trying to appease everybody in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's true. It's true. We, we get mm-hmm. a lot less of that. And when we do get them, they they buzz for like a week and then yeah. they just kind of disappear from our thought because people yeah. people spend 20, 30 hours, they beat the game and then they just kind of move on to whatever's next. Whereas, yeah. Yeah. you know, any of the games that we've been talking about have so much more longevity because you just keep mm-hmm. jumping back in and doing more stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It also um, makes but- me think about um, just real quick, like Bethesda mm-hmm. games in general are RPGs first. And sometimes very story focused RPGs like Fallout 4, where you play a very specific character, mm-hmm. um, but they are world simulators second. So even if you go back to Skyrim, which is over a decade old now, imagine if that was a fantasy world simulator. The cities would be the size of the entire map. Like there's yeah. like it, yeah. it wouldn't it, it would become something else. You would lose something in the translation from that from an RPG focus to a more simulation focus. So you, it's really kind of hard to have both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, 
I think the loop that they give in the game is is a bit different from previous entries where normally when I play one of these games, I'm like, okay, I'm going north. What's over there? Um, and if you do that on a planet, like you're pretty much just going to be hitting a lot of elements. Um, you're going to be hitting, you know, maybe an outpost or two. But in previous games, those like breadcrumb trails, I guess you would call them from quests, would pick up from where you go. Whereas in this one, it, I had to relearn of like, okay, I need to go to a city. And once I'm in like a city or a, a major zone, I'm going to pick up a bunch of quests, like a million quests. And then that gives me a lot of different points to go visit. Mm -hmm. So that then that feels a lot more natural of saying, hey, I'm going to go to this planet and do this thing. And then I'm going to jump across to another system and do this thing. And oh, if I'm there and something looks interesting in the immediate distance, I can go over there and check that thing, but then still get back on my ship and go. So like for me, that like learning curve of like, okay, I can't just like hop on a planet and just like go around and expect there to be a million, you know, uh, here's a quest, here's a thing. Like a lot of those things have to be given out from those central locations, mm -hmm. uh, which, which is, you know, a lot like, um, you know, classic Dungeons and Dragons or stuff like that. Like there's like a, a central hub where you're going to get all of your major quests from and all those activities of like hey go talk to this bar owner they're gonna have something for you that kind of stuff so yeah. it took a little bit of learning in comparison to i think some of their previous entries because mm -hmm. once you get out of that you know once you get out of that mission structure that's when i think there's a lot of comparisons to no man's sky that have been about yeah. like, oh, the wilderness is more similar to no man's sky the city locations are more similar to traditional bethesda games because you can just run you walk into somebody's shop and all of a sudden realize they need something and now you're on a side quest yeah but, well i would yeah. i would uh, amend that a bit in that the the wilderness visually i think are more like no man's sky um but um, they're far less dense um, in a way. And I mean, mm -hmm. the POIs are far less dense. Not that the the foliage or animals or resources or whatever is, is less dense, at least in my experience. And, and maybe this changes as the game goes on. But like in No Man's Sky, you can you can wander around even on foot and stumble into POIs of some sort, whether it's a, a crashed ship or an abandoned station or whatever. A and cool like, looking oh, cave with yeah, funny cool looking cave. stuff in it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, or like, oh, there's a, a weird looking robot here. What if I poke at it? <laughs> right. And you get these sort of like, yeah, <laughs> you get these sort of like, um, like small prepackaged mini quests from any of those sort of thing. Um, and you can, like I said, that you can almost stumble upon even on foot in No Mind Sky. Whereas I feel like in, um, in Starfield to like wander around on foot, it would be quite a while before you stumbled upon something that was of that same nature like just out in the wilderness right yeah uh, unless you were specifically unless you specifically had you know as, as they were saying a a quest or a mission or something that led you to a certain point you know. Right. Yeah. They do seem spread out. Even when you use your scanner and you can see like, oh, there's a <clears throat> some sort of point of interest over there, but it's like a kilometer away. And if I go this yeah. way, that one's like two kilometers away. And then uh, they <laughs> seem very far. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the one of the things I read recently on the subreddit was uh, somebody saying, OK, I've played 100 hours of this game already. I'm ready for vehicles because mm. sometimes yeah. when you when you're just exploring a place, you want to get to that next point of interest and everything mm -hmm. does seem very spread out. Um, yeah. And I can I can relate to that. Um, yeah. My answer to that is upgrade your boost pack, my dude. Just like <laughs> strap a rocket to you and then you are rocket man flying yeah. about um, it, gravity on planets. Though, let me tell you, it's really disappointing when I go to a planet that has like a pretty strong gravity. I'm like, 
Uh, I don't want to be here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be here. I uh-huh. want to get off. I, get me back to my like 0.7 gravity, please. That's what I, right. that's what I long for. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so um, in your playthrough so far, do you have like a favorite story, like something that happened that you was like super unexpected or a weird glitch that you were like, oh, that's super weird, but that's hilarious or um, anything like that? I don't know if I have like a if I have a favorite story or a favorite mission. Um, I mean, the the dialogue still still makes me chuckle, like just that like the NPCs who are like hanging out in my ship or whatever. Um, and then they talk about the random, the random stuff that they talk about still makes me chuckle. Um, yeah. last night I did the mantis quest, which was, mm-hmm. that was, that was pretty cool. Um, fr- like frustrating parts, but also very cool. Um, yeah. I feel like that one's actually one of the harder quests that you can get early. Mm-hmm. And so it, it yeah. is a little bit more difficult as a low level to get through it because it's fairly intensive. Uh, but the payoff is really payoff, nice. Yeah. The rewards are very nice at the end. Yeah. And for me, I really like that um, because so I, I come from um, I come from more of a, a FPS background. Um, so my my like gaming history is is twofold. One, it's the sort of like puzzle indie puzzle adventure games um, that I really love. Like Mist was like my my first love, my first true love, I think. Yeah. Right. Um, and then also um, gaming with my friends where I grew up on like Left 4 Dead, like those those sort of style games where it's a. Uh, like a, a co-op PVE shooter kind right, of game. Right, right, right. So those are like, that's sort of my two, my my origin story, I guess, as a gamer. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I um, I really like, uh, I mean, combat feels very natural to me, you know. Um, the one thing that doesn't feel natural about the combat in this game is that the NBCs seem way too aware of you. Yeah, like, yeah. They, I'm, I'm so yeah. used to using like, you know, obviously uh, positional awareness and using your environment like like you would in an FPS game, right? So uh, actually it happened last night with the, I was uh, approaching the base in the Mantis quest and you start out outside and there's some dudes, right? It's n- nothing spoilery. There's there's always dudes, Yeah, right? you got it that easy, you got to kill them. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and so, you know, I, was, I, I, I took out a couple and then I, there was a place where I was very exposed and I was like, okay, well, if I just, if I go behind this rock, I can flank them on the side. Uh, and like as soon as I came out from behind the rock, like immediately they shot me. I was how did they see me through the rock? Right, right. And I, I kept trying to like juke them on like one side of the rock or the other. I'm like, I, do they do they have X-ray vision through this rock? Yeah. I, don't, I think that's a little overtuned. With I have how aware theories. They are. I have theories about why this is. It does feel okay. like they're more aware than some other Bethesda games, uh, mm-hmm. and you don't lose them as quickly. And I came to awareness of this when I had updated my stealth perks and I, and I had equipment that turns you invisible or like hard to see, mm-hmm. it blends you in the environment. I had all these perks and then, and this isn't, I'm not gonna spoil anything, there is a certain quest line where you do a lot more stealthy stuff or you can, you can approach yeah, things a lot sure. more stealthy. And I kept like, even though I'm like, oh, I've got a really high percentage chance for them not to see me and I'm watching the stealth meter and I'm like, every time I move around, it's like I'm super obvious, they know exactly where I am. It turns out you have to take off your spacesuit. So oh. if you're wearing stealthy and even if you're wearing special stealthy gear and you have high yep. stealth and you have other things, when you take off your spacesuit, all of a sudden, all of that stuff is soup way more effective. And so interesting. I think that there's uh, a sound element the same way that oh. you can hear things at a distance. And so kind of what, like like heavy armor versus light armor. Yeah. In- 
in some other games where like heavy armor makes more noise and light armor allows you to be more stealthy kind of exactly so your spacesuit is just like wearing heavy armor all the time especially if you're inside mm -hmm. somewhere where you don't need it interesting which i hadn't considered and i was like oh this is so much easier and once i did that i could i could hide behind a wall i could go back into stealth mode i could watch the little meter and i could see them lose me as the meter expands yeah, okay and then i'm like okay they don't know where i am now mm. now is the time to peek back out so okay um i also feel like i've noticed some and dave feel free to chime in here if you have any experiences on this too i i feel like i've noticed some actions with the art with the the AI where if they feel like they're in danger and they're not winning the battle they're more likely to just run away um, are you talking about the the enemy AI or the enemy like your, AI. yeah okay. yeah they're more likely to disengage and run away I've seen um, a little bit I've of too. flanking um, I also think that maybe there's slightly more awareness just like real people would be like if you're looking at that pillar of rock and somebody pokes out one side of the pillar of the rock and they hide behind the rock you're still just kind of looking in that general direction and you go, okay, well, they're either going to peek out over here or maybe over there. And you're just mm -hmm. scanning to see where you see movement or here, yeah. maybe where they're coming from. So, um, and early on, that stuff is a lot more uh, difficult as you, as you level certain perks and things and it, it gets a little bit easier. So I don't know. That's my, my guess on it, I guess. Dave, how do you feel about yeah, that? I've run into an instance where, um, a pirate ship of some sort, um, a spacer ship probably was coming down and they opened their bay doors and there was like 12 guys in there. So when I see 12 guys in the confined area, I'm thinking, okay, grenades are a great. Idea. Grenades are great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I threw one in there and then they all were like, oh crap, we got to do something. And so they all started running out. But normally like if you, they start like there's 12 of them, they're going to start running towards me. No, they were like booking it behind the ship. They're like, we got to go. This is not, <laughs> we got to get some cover. We got to go. We can't just like go directly. Cause a lot of time in the, in these Bethesda games, they're going directly at people, but no, they're making use of cover. They're like hanging out in these little areas. They're trying to duck down <laughs> and hide. A lot of the tougher enemies that I've run to will make use of um, a lot of different, like adaptive camo, that kind of stuff mm -hmm. that, it's like blending them into the environment, making them hide. Um, it seems like that the the AI is more focused on what I would call traditional shooter stuff. Like mm -hmm. even when you're talking about like even all like old Call of Duties, like get cover, stay behind it, try to flank at some point. But I mean, you know, as, for as fast as my character will move, that's you know, this is not a humble brag. My character moves. You're the jetpack guy. Um, yeah, I'm the jetpack guy. You dump out all that stuff in your ship, and then you're like two pounds, and then you just yeah. shoot all over the place. This is great life advice. If you're carrying a lot of things in your pockets, just take them out and go run faster. You can jump higher. Um, so that's what I do. So I haven't had them flaking me as much, but they like get into cover and they freak out whenever they see me. They're like, okay, we got to go. We got to move. We got to change the positions, get a, get a different kind of like tactic or strategy. Yeah, I've, I've noticed a little bit of that as well. I also um, I don't know. I, I I think that with the enemies, there's especially early on until you get some really nice uh, scoped weapons where you can you can just down people in a hit or two. Um, or some upgrades to your skills. Uh, I find it is more effective to get in close and to do like a, like move around a lot, like Dave was saying, move yeah. quickly. Uh, and even if you have a SMG or a melee weapon, just get up and just like tear somebody up and then get behind cover and then run up on somebody else and then get behind cover and then yeah. kind of keep moving. And that actually seems to work in the space combat as well. Have you guys done the simulator, the Vanguard space 
simulator. Mm -hmm. It's the beginning of the UC yes. quest line. Um, okay. you, you go into this little area and this is really early on in it. And one of the things you do is you play through a simulation and it's a space simulation. They put you in a ship that's not your own and you play against these waves of enemies and it starts off with like one really simple enemy. You blow it up and then you get to tier two and then you get to th tier three. There's six tiers. If you get past three, you're good. You pass. And most people can pass three probably with you know very little effort, maybe a try or two. And then four gets hard, five gets even harder, and then six feels basically impossible without having some of the other perks that you have. And in practicing this and trying to trying at it a few times to get past like tier four and get past tier five, I realized that uh, moving around more <laughs> in your ship, this is going to sound super dumb because everybody's going to be like, well, no, duh. Uh, but moving around more in your ship makes you harder to hit. So right. the best tactic yeah. I found is you target the first enemy and then you boost at them, you pivot, you get behind them, you blow them up, and then you boost at the next enemy. And yeah, if you keep you moving... Crazy Ivan. Yeah, right. If you, <laughs> if you keep moving, then you're less likely to get blown up. So There you go. Yeah, that's just great. Yeah. This is just great life advice, you know. Yeah. Like if if you're a if you're flying your ship and you're moving fast, you're not going to get blown up as often by lasers. Like that's just there you go. Fantastic advice. Yeah. Yeah. So tell you what, we're going to take a break. We got to go thank our patrons. So we're going to go thank our patrons. We got some real quick reviews to read out, and then we're going to be back to find out more about your Starfield experience. So don't go anywhere. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat. Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket. Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, here we are in the middle of the show. This is where we get to thank our patrons. The Patreon is only like two weeks old now at this point, but we already have 12 patrons. Holy moly. Wow. Thank you, everybody. 
And welcome to Time, which I'm supposing <laughs> is the only correct way to pronounce that. Uh, Shiogorath's Sweet Roll, awesome. And Commander Marcus Shepard, who is also our first Space Lord tier. Uh, and so you get shout outs every week as a Space Lord. So again, Huzzah. Commander Marcus Shepard. Thank you for supporting the show and for being yes, our first you. space lord. Uh, nice. If you're interested in joining us on the Patreon, you can get ad-free episodes, you can get t-shirts and stickers, you can join us at the end of the month to chat with us about your Starfield experience. All of that at patreon.com slash starfieldlorecast. And if you leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we will read it out on a future episode of the show. Like these wonderful people, this first one comes from the United States from Starporg. Remember the Porg, the little cute guys from yeah. Star Wars? Um, yeah. Starporg writes, it's here. I'm excited that Starfield is finally here and you guys are reviewing it. You guys have put so much more excitement in me through your podcast. Well, thanks, Starporg. Uh, this next one comes from Mini Yeats. Wonderful name. In Canada, who writes, love it. I've been grinding like crazy, and it's so interesting to hear your perspectives on everything and hearing your explanations slash discussions on the lore. Super great podcast. Thank you, Mini Eats. Uh, Are they two, frosted Mini Eats? Uh, it doesn't say, but it's Canadian, so maybe it's like maple Mini Eats? Is that a thing? Um, that sounds good. That does sound yeah. good. Get on that, Nabisco or Kellogg's or whoever owns mini meats. I don't even remember. Um, then we have two more. This one's Scuba Steve in the United States who writes, Dang ol with the bang ol. I don't know what that means because maybe I don't speak millennial or something or Gen Z. I don't, maybe I'm just an old man. I don't know. Uh, when you're nice and baked on space grass, this is good stuff. Tom and Dave get right into it and are funny as well. Tom never disappoints and Dave explains things very well and not too jokey. Oh, they've got so much discovery about about you dave yeah i i'm comedy adjacent now but just wait i just i'm gonna drift closer and closer to the to that precipice yeah yeah and then one more oh thank you scuba steve one more from ajp 9211 in the united states who writes what's the theme song terrific job by these guys quick quick question what song is the theme song based off of if any it sounds so familiar but i can't put my finger on it dave dave has created all the sounds for our intros and mid breaks and things dave was that based on something yeah so it it is based it is it is in the same key as the starfield theme which we hear nice. in this game constantly <laughs> anytime you do anything you go outside it's like time for that theme so it's it's based in that key um it's not based on anything other than um the mass effect bar songs where commander shaper kind of like dances yeah. like this a little bit um mm -hmm. th that's that's what that's based off of uh, okay that's, that's super cool that's the intro theme the outro theme is uh it's based on a little known song a, a little known song by a, a little known song a, a star guy star guy yeah, <laughs> um yeah so uh it, also uh thank you everybody for for helping do this and if you'd like to help us out in other ways you can rate the show on spotify you can tell your friends about it you can uh write us a letter and send us um i don't know lots of cash no that's probably not a thing most people will do but uh thank you for your support well let's move on with the rest of the show starfield news 
that was the wrong button, but I'm just going to leave that because that's hilarious. We used to do a segment called Starfield, Starfield News. News. <laughs> Oops. Uh, transition complete. Let's move on with the with the show. Uh, Blinky, I know you've been you've been digging into this game and you were mentioning some of the, the quirks and things that you've come across. And, mm-hmm. and I've watched your stream on it. Um, what are some of the things that you're like, you know what? It'd be wonderful if Bethesda, you know, took a little bit of note of this side of th- things and fixed it because they they recently mentioned that yes they're putting out patches they're working on certain Mm -hmm. things yeah but of course no no game's perfect what what would you like to see improved uh a few things i'd like to see improved um a couple on just like the uh in general there's a lot of ui stuff that i find very frustrating and non-intuitive yeah Um, dave and and i were talking about the ui and how it is a little bit off it's a little weird yeah yeah and i get that like it comes like the the ui stems from i think controller first um and and then taking into account keyboard and mouse um i am i am uh i'm definitely a keyboard and mouse person um like i didn't grow up on on consoles or anything like that i i mean i can use a a controller and i i use it when it's the right tool for the job we're the same in general you and i are the same on that yes in general, I would much rather use a keyboard and mouse, uh, especially if there's if there's a, if it's ever like any combat or a shooter. Like I can't even imagine playing a shooter with a controller; that would just be maddening for me. I'm so bad um, at it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and some of the UI just seems really not intuitive, um, you know. And I get that they're trying to straddle that to like make it work for controller versus keyboard and mouse. But mm-hmm. I feel like there, I, I want there just to be a setting that says like, I am using a keyboard mouse or I am using a controller. And I, I recognize that that's double the amount of work or maybe not double, but like that's extra work. But, you know, even when I, I remember it took me a while to understand like how to equip a gun in a specific hotbar slot. Yeah. Cause like, yeah. it just there, like, I, there's no, I just want there to be a hotbar and right. be like, assign this to one, assign this to four, assign this to, to, to three. And there's that goofy way you got to like first favorite it. And then it pops up this like weird cross. That, yeah. Like, Cause it's based on a D pad. You're right. It's based exactly. on a controller. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so that, that took, that was like very not intuitive. Um, and uh, took me, I mean, I had the, uh, again, I'm in a advantageous position that like I have a hive mind before me, like whenever I don't understand a thing, I'm just like, chat, tell me how to do this. And they're like, oh, okay, just press Q and then hold your left thinking on tab while you face roll on these other three keys and then it'll work. You know, like they, they know exactly how to, how to make things work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think the, cause I, I had some time playing on PC. I can agree with, um, I think the controllers, like the combat, the controllers and stuff is very controller first. I did notice that if you press the favorite button, which I think is Q, and then like that'll have your favorites there. But if you favorite something already, I think the one through zero on your noom pad can actually like pull stuff out. Yeah, the numbers um, coincide yeah, with the slots numbers. on the on the D pad. Yeah, once it's are, once yeah. it's assigned, then the then the number good. keys work perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So in that, like, I played it for like a little bit. Star map. The using the star map on PC is like a whole different 
bowl of beans than than on the controller. <laughs> I don't know how. I can't do it. I can't do it on the controller. I can't like pan around and look at stuff. I'm like mm-hmm. locked into an angle. But once I have like it, it feels like it's designed for a mouse where you can like click and drag, hold the zoom out, like yeah. move it around. Like it, it uses that like three finger, like you're navigating Google Maps or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like that just doesn't translate to a controller very well. And so for me, like on a controller on the Xbox, that makes travel very cumbersome. So like it, from the opposite angle, like they need to figure out what they're doing for the star map on the controller, because right now just like the moving around feels like really weird. Interesting. Yeah. 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 I feel like any time in any game where there's a star map, uh, the controller has such limited scope of like what it can see and what it can move. I mean, the same thing with like with No Man's Sky. Like in No Man's Sky, I use keyboard mouse, except when I fly my ship and then I use a controller. But if I go into the star map, like I can't I can't see anything with a controller. Like I always just I go back to keyboard mouse so you can pan around and see what you're looking for. Yeah. And and the same thing here where like yeah, if you're looking at a star map, you you want to be able to very quickly zoom out and zoom in and like pan around and see, you know, what you're what you're trying to grab. Yeah, three-dimensional space is always difficult for games like this because it's not just a flat map. You're not looking down at Skyrim. You're looking at three-dimensional space and everything from different angles appears to be closer or further from something else because you can't see into the in direction until you turn it. So it's just not simple. I, I think a, a, a an answer to some of that would be a drop-down location finder where hmm. it lists all the planets by distance from you. And then that has submenus that show any of the, like, well, it, it stars from distance from you. And then it shows planets and moons and then locations on those planets and moons. So if you wanted to be like, okay, I want to go to this place, this place, and then the city on that, that planet, you can just yeah. click it. And then it, you don't have to find it in the map somewhere because you know the name of the place you're going to. That doesn't yeah, help with exploration, but yeah, well, but, but particularly with the way that this game handles, like travel and fast travel and, and that sort of stuff, um, that would synergize with that. Yeah. Yeah. Because you could either pick the the mission and travel to where the mission is or pick Mm -hmm. a location and then drill down to Mm -hmm. the place based on a a map or a menu. But I I do know that Todd Howard tends to stay away from putting people, pulling people out of the universe and into Mm -hmm. those kinds of things. Like he doesn't like mini maps on his games and those kinds of things. Um, also, this is an interesting comparison. Elder Scrolls Online was initially designed for keyboard and mouse and added controller stuff later on in development. Okay. And the UI completely changes when you switch yeah. from one to the other. Yeah, that's what I would love to see. Yeah. So, I mean, they're not Bethesda Studios. They're Zenimax. They're a different studio yeah, under yeah, Zenimax, yeah. which is now under Microsoft. But uh, they have some experience in that. So mm-hmm. that'd be cool, maybe. Um, yeah. Dave, did you have any other? Yeah, so, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Blink. No, no, just say that. That was that's like the the first thing that comes to mind. Uh, I have I have two other things that I would love to see change. One, uh, and this is like probably a personal uh, like a pet peeve, personal vendetta. I hate toggle crouch and toggle run with like a fiery burning passion in my soul. I get that there are people who enjoy that. Um, I get that it's very um, um, useful in like the RP community and that sort of stuff. But I just, I want there to be an option to either turn that on or turn that off mm-hmm. so that, and that, that one seems like a very low hanging, like that one shouldn't be a lot of brain power or right. computing power to like make happen. Right. It's know? a button press and it's-, <laughs> it's the code for like maintaining the button press or not, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, yeah. 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 So I would love to just, can we just have that? And then the other thing that comes to mind is more from a, a technical side of things. One of which is being changed. I I hear I hear rumors that they are adding DLSS. Yes. Um, 
which is very exciting for me because mm-hmm. I have I have an NVIDIA graphics card. And I, I understand that there's obviously there's backstory and history and there's a, you know, business arrangement between or originally there was a business arrangement between Starfield and AMD for why there's FSR. Uh, FSR2 in there and stuff. And originally there wasn't DS- DLSS, but I'm very happy to see that that is coming to Starfield. Yes. Um, Cause yeah. Cause that's huge and great. <laughs> yeah. Commander Marcus Shepard has actually joined us in the live stream. Welcome. We just uh, thanked you on the, the mid break. Uh, they write DLSS, FOV and lots of quality of life improvements. Yeah. FOV slider. A lot of PC gamers prefer having it, you know, being able to adjust your FOV. Also, this is a big one that's coming up soon that I, I don't know if you guys agree with me on this. Um, you know, when you find things in the environment and you just like, you can find a gun, you can just like equip it right away. So you just hold the button. Well, food or medical items why like why can't i just hit use like if i'm down 30 percent of my health and i find something on the table and it's going to help raise my health mm-hmm. can i just mm-hmm. hit like use now like that would be great yeah, yeah. i so agree with that they're, they're adding like at least that for food i believe like eat eat like you find a you know a chunks tomato or whatever those things yeah. are so weird and then you're just like yep eat it eat it right now good yeah you're low on health. You're like, I got to find the kitchen. I got to find yeah. it. I got to get to it. Got to eat a bunch of prepackaged foods. Yeah. 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 So Dave, any other questions for, for Blink? Oh, I, I had one more, one more thing. Oh. This is super quick. Yeah. I want, I want there to be an FPS limiter. That's my other like wish list. Um, okay. in, in the settings, I want there to be an FPS limiter. I think every game ever should have an FPS limiter and that might be biased because I'm a streamer. Um, yeah, like, no, it, it can absolutely help for a few different reasons. You know, if you're yeah. if you're doing multiple running multiple things on your computer and you're streaming, uh, exactly. if you have um, what's it, what's it called? Uh, free uh, there's free sync and then there's vsync. If you have vsync with NVIDIA, uh, the we're limiting the frame rate to just like two or three frames below the peak of the free mm-hmm. free sync or the vsync actually makes it perform better. So mm-hmm. that's another reason to do that. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, those are my like those are my wish list things. If we're talking about like things that we would love to see change in, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So Dave, so blink, do you have like a, a build in mind, like a build that you're, you're kind of like forming around? Doesn't have to be anything like, I'm not looking for like min max here, but just like an idea of what your character right now is. Um, I mean, in general, I kind of, I kind of, uh, like the first time I play any game, I kind of veer towards the same, a, a very similar play style in, in lots of games that I play. Um, so in general, I, uh, I'll put points more into like stamina or movement, that sort of stuff. Um, and, um, I tend to play more ranged classes. So like here, I don't know, like I, I found a very obvious shotgun. I was like, all right, to an NPC with you. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a, like uh, a big shotgun kind of person, like a, or a shotgun or melee person. I'm going to be more, more um strategic um or a little bit snipery or you know ranged there so um yeah, yeah. cool Th- those those kind of things um it's also g-sync i I'm, before anyone writes me and says well actually v-sync is the standard <laughs> thing and g-sync's the one for getting rid of the screen tearing yeah g-sync it just came to me um yeah i i tend to i tend to lean towards that and then it's it i do a thing where like i'll tend to be like I like sniping things, but then I also mm-hmm. like some situations are sometimes it's just better to get right up on somebody. And so I'll try mm-hmm. to 
you can't really do both in focus. So I'll focus more on sniping, but then I always realize that there are situations where sometimes that just goes out of the, you know, like you just got to deal with it. And so maybe I'll find a certain weapon or I don't know, have to, it, I, I always, in, speaking of Skyrim again, doing the whole sneaky archer thing, but then once somebody mm-hmm. discovers you and you're like, oh crap, they're right on top of me, you gotta resort to something. So, yeah, it's yeah. like I'm juggling that. Yeah. Um, the, Dave? The, um, this game is very interesting because I feel like a lot of people are getting to a point in what I've read of like they come in with an idea of a build and then they get to a certain point in the game that, that things kind of, um, I won't spoil anything, but things kind of change and they're like, okay, well, then I could probably switch over to do something like this and it almost like kind of like changes what they do. So I had kind of like a, oh, I'm going to be like a sneaky, like I was, I was thinking I was going to be a sneaky pirate that was going to just kind of steal from everybody. But then I learned about EM weapons and what do EM weapons do? They just knock people unconscious. What can you do with an unconscious person? You can pick their pockets. And I'm like, okay, that's a great, that's a great way to level up that skill. So I can just go around and steal everybody's guns before they they do anything. I, you know, I don't have to kill anybody in the game anymore. I can just go around and take their weapons and say, all right, you're done. But even like evolving from that of um, some of the stuff that um, you kind of get through quests and and different stuff. Um, My my build has entirely changed from, from what I initially went in on. Um, so that I'm just like kind of like freak of speed nature um, going around, which is entirely opposite how I've played any of the uh, previous games, because normally I'm like, where's my fats? I need time to slow down so I can shoot the enemies. Yeah. There's this one. It's like, pew, 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 pew. I'm flying around. I'm crazy, man. Watch out. I'm like on drugs, pretty much literally in <laughs> crazy some cases. Druggy <laughs> hoarder guy. Um, So we're getting close to the end of the show. Blink, do you have any tips for people who would be diving into this game? Maybe people coming from a similar background from you when it comes to playing games that would kind of help them out? Well, that's a really good question. I mean, taking the time to like look through the UI, uh, I think is, is very helpful. Um, cause the, the game does a little bit of tutorial stuff in the beginning, but like, but not a lot. Um, so yeah, taking the time to do that. Um, I think the other thing that um, I would love for any new people to be aware of is is like how the the fast travel um, system works in integration with the missions and objectives, right? Because you can directly jump to those locations from the mission log, um, and that's not, that one actually is never really explained in the in any of the tutorial stuff. I actually found that um, from like watching a YouTube video. I tend, I tend to like hop on YouTube and be like beginner one-on-one tips with no spoilers. Like before I play a game, just so that I don't look like a complete noob. <laughs> right. Um, in front of everybody on the internet because in you're yeah, streaming live <laughs> as you learn <laughs> exactly. and discover everything for the first time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I still make plenty of mistakes. Don't get me wrong. And I still miss stuff all the time. Yeah. But if you want to be a humble gamer, try streaming because you will immediately <laughs> be oh, so totally aware of all of the things that you thought you were so good at that you're just not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then the chat's like, um, obviously the tooltip just told you it's press D. You're like, uh, right? like oh, guys, I'm juggling like three things at the same time. I totally missed that. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think um, that's a good. I think that's a good suggestion. And I'll yeah. I'll add to that and say, look at the UI for crafting stations because there's yeah. like 18 million crafting stations. It feels like, and that's pretty important. Um, from like learning what research is to learning how that affects like oh, I want to go mod a gun. This is what I need for this. These are the elements that I need for this. Also, I need to go make an outpost and like everything kind of connects together and like reading helps. 
I feel like, you know, whenever yeah. we give tips about yeah. this game, it's like life advice. Reading the things help, um, but but it's more true, I think, in this one as opposed to other ones. Yeah, I think yeah. those are all great tips. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Blink, thank you for joining us. This has been a lot of fun. And yeah, thanks for having yeah. me. Yeah. And so uh, feel free to tell people where they can find your stuff, how to get involved yeah. with your streams, how to watch you play Starfield and other games. Yeah, absolutely. So I am I am Blink Blink Games everywhere on the Internet. Um, if I have an account, it is Blink Blink Games. So I'm pretty easy to to find on whatever platform, social media platform you do. Uh, I am primarily a Twitch streamer, um, although I do make small form content for YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, you can go to twitch.tv slash Blink Blink Games. Uh, I am there every day except Monday. My streams start at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Um, and like I said, I am a variety streamer, so it's a different game each night, although I, I try to keep to a weekly cadence. So like for Starfield, right now I'm playing Starfield on Wednesdays. So, you know, every Wednesday you tune in, you, you can get that. Uh, and so like similarly, I have a game on Thursday, a game on Friday, a game on Saturday, that sort of stuff there. So if you are looking specifically for Starfield uh, or space content, uh, I do Starfield on Wednesdays. I do No Man's Sky on Fridays. Um, those are my two spacey games at the moment. Cool. Um, cool. Yeah. But awesome. that's, yeah, that's where you can find me on the internet. Blink Blink Games. It's pretty easy to keep that consistent. Pretty so. easy to remember. Yeah. Yeah. So go yeah. check out her stuff. Dave, you got anything else going on you want to share before we head out? Yeah, I've got a Rad Rules Starfield campaign is live and running. Um, I play a robot that is having to deal with somebody who is actually a streamer in Starfield, uh, which is a rather <laughs> funny thing, and a retiree of sports as well as a Nepo baby. So there's a lot of different things that are kind of coalescing around this TTRPG we're playing on Rad Rules, uh, especially being wanted by the Freestar Collective uh, based upon a colony ship. So. Uh, check that out. That's on Rad Rolls on uh, all the podcast services, YouTube, all that stuff. Uh, it's a great time. This is this turned into a really great uh, kind of one shot for uh, putting things in a Starfield universe. You know, just getting out there in that Starfield. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, of course, my stuff. I've got other lore casts, Fallout and Elder Scrolls and Lord of the Rings and a bunch of other stuff. And there are lots of shows, my shows included, but lots of shows at robotsradio.net. That's the uh, network that I run. And I've been putting up some videos on my YouTube channel, the Robots Radio YouTube channel, if you want to make a Mandalorian build in Starfield or something like that. So go check that stuff out. Uh, but thanks again for joining us, Blink and Dave. It's good to be here with you guys. And who knows, maybe we'll find a, an actual name for our starship that we're in. Um, <laughs> But uh, we'll we'll be back next week with another guest interview and the patron chat the week after that. So stay tuned for those things and we'll see you again soon. See you all later. Thanks for listening to the that you enjoyed this show. Did you know that parodies are copyright protected? Tell a friend and review on iTunes or other services. Dave and Tom excited for Starfield. Let's all speculate and wear no shoes. Hey, why aren't we wearing any shoes? Because shoes rhymes with iTunes and that's the best I could think of. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.